This short code podcast is a proud member of the MedEd Media Network. Inspiration, information, and guidance on your journey to medical school and beyond at MedEdMedia.com. Meandering in the margins of medicine, it's the short code podcast. Weird news, fresh views, helpful clues, and interviews by students for students. Subscribe to our weekly show at theshortcoat.com. Welcome back to The Short Coat, a podcast of the University of Iowa Carver College of Medicine. I'm Dave Etler. And thank God everyone in America is wearing a mask because it means that as of today's recording, Corona is vanquished and we don't have to wear masks for recording. Oh, Hallelujah. Oh, hang Woo. on. <laughs> hang on just a second. <laughs> oh, boy. It looks like I stumbled over my words there. You know, I made a little mistake uh, because everyone in America refuses to wear a mask. <laughs> this is what I meant to say. Um it means that we all have to record in separate places again to halt the spread of coronavirus. But at least we don't have to wear our masks to do it. Yay! Hey, Ooh, avoiding woo. avoiding mask knee one day at a time. Oh my god! <laughs> it's so weird that I made that mistake. Huh? I like tripped over my words. I don't know. What, so strange. Yeah, that was really weird. You're normally so eloquent. It was, yes, uh, your, it was your hopefulness, Johnny. We're on we're on Zoom. Good. Can you smile for me really quick? Are you? Or is at one side drooping? <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, my co-hosts today are all about hashtag mask up. Say hello to M2 Nathan Spitz. Howdy, partners. MD, PhD student Sahana Arumagam is here. Hi, guys. MD, PhD student Miranda Skeen is back. Hello. And so is M2, Ananya Munjal. Hi. Um, today's show, got a last-minute last listener question that continues Ooh. our recent discussion on several things, prestige med schools, moving away from med school, that sort of thing, uh, but adds to that another, another factor. And we're going to play the Whisper Challenge since we can see each other's lips this week. Uh, oh, no. Unlike, oh, no. unlike last week. Uh, before we get too far, I want to let you know that today's episode is sponsored by Panacea Financial, a division of Sonabank member FDIC. Again, later in the show, we're going to talk with co-founder Michael Jerkins, or I'm going to talk with co-founder Michael Jerkins, MD, about... Uh, about something that I think is missing um, from the money conversation often that MD students have, which is the healthy financial habits they should cultivate. So stay tuned for that. Um, in the meantime, what's going on in your lives, my friend? Nathan, uh, I know you're probably doing something totally legit in your life lately. Uh, Miranda, you're in the PhD phase of your combined degree program. I am, yes. Sahana, Ananya, among other things, you guys are helping to put together an art show for charity in March. We're we're all finding things to do, Uh, even though uh, we have recently been, uh, I don't know, all directed to uh, leave our places of of schooling and and work for our own uh, apartments and houses and things like that. Oh, was that a cue for me to like talk about? The vaccine it abs- trial. Oh, <laughs> oh yes, you're doing a vaccine trial. That's what I meant. Yes. Yeah. Um, literally, like in an hour after recording this, at my third visit. Um, so I'm a participant in the Pfizer vaccine trial that is getting all the hype on the national news. Um, yeah. It's ineffective, folks. Not a sponsor. Right? Um, Not a sponsor, University but Pfizer. Pfizer. Clinical trial sites, um, and so they're doing like a one-to-one placebo to vaccine. It's a new mRNA vaccine. Um, I think this is like the first time the first doing one mRNA vaccine. A coronavirus. Yeah. Yep. 
Um, so it's one to one. It's a two dose vaccine. Um, so the first dose I got, like the next day, I couldn't like lift my arm above like ninety degrees. Wow, way to pitch um, it, man. I know. Right, <laughs> and that, right? Effective, but you have no upper arm. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Exactly. Um, and then the second dose, I got like a rash. I think it, I had to measure it. It was like 13 centimeters, um, four or five, right? They gave me like a cool little oh, like yeah, they do have plastic, to, you have to measure like, it. Yeah. yeah, a dial caliper type of business. Oh my God. Um, so I'm feeling fancy. like confident about having like received the vaccine, although it's not like changing my like precautions with good job good job so here's my question so when they're like developing this these trials are like mainly to control for like side effects and symptoms question mark like they're mainly just like trying to figure out if there's like bad side effects it's a phase three trial which is like they've proven that it is like safe and now they were like confirming like at these dosages um like what type of side effects people are getting um i Mm -hmm. think like the only adverse real side effect that they that i've heard of is like the severe like arm soreness Mm -hmm. um and it is like a they're varying the doses in which they give it or not varying the doses but changing like in that two dose scheme like who gets like what dose um first so Oh, sure. I see. Okay. TVD. It's still like interesting to me when they say 90% effective. Um, I mean, I haven't read like their whole like press release, but my understanding is it's just like of the people who did get COVID-19 in the trial, like 90% or, you know, 10% yeah. of them had gotten the vaccine. So when they say like 90% mm-hmm. effective, I think we have to like interpret that with a grain of salt. I know it's really easy, I think, to sort of blow that up. I mean, I'm excited about it, but it is easy to blow stats like that out of proportion because you're right, like 90% effective on what? Like 90% effective at preventing it because there's not a really good way to measure that because it's not really ethical to just get a bunch of COVID positive people and have them cough on your vaccine (laughs) participants. So (laughs) we don't really have a great way of measuring that. Sneeze in my mouth, please. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, what you do in your personal time is your own affair and i don't think we need to talk about it in the public arena <laughs> um well that's it thank you for your uh thank you for your sacrifice thank you for your rash for your service is that what yeah. you're gonna, is that what you're gonna say no i was i was like low-key like you know in march or whatever like sitting at home i'm like oh yeah i would totally like sign up for this like even if it wasn't paid um but the compensation is like pretty fair i think i mean obviously there's like always like some risk for that but For example, I think like we have approximately like eight or nine hours worth of like study or like actual like clinic time, like in the hospital over six visits. And I think they pay you like $119 like per visit. Mm -hmm. And then every week um, we fill out like a little like symptom log, which basically like it's the screening log whenever you like enter the hospital, you know, it's like any like fever, cough, chills, et cetera. You just like click no and you get $5 every week for doing that too. (laughs) So like, yeah, like thank me for my service, but also like thank my wallet because med school debt is real y'all it's real yep. i yep. heard the covid positive coffers actually get six dollars a week so <laughs> i think you're on the wrong side of the study uh um yeah i i uh, wanted to i also wanted to talk about miranda and her transition to the phd phase i mean you know because it's been a yeah. while since you've been on the show and uh and uh 
And then I, you know, I did a little, I did a little, did a little sleuthing and realized that you had transitioned. You had crossed over. You had to, I've crossed over the bridge. You've, yes, you crossed <laughs> over the veil. Into, <laughs> yeah, it, it was a weird, it was a weird transition. Obviously, because since our clinical schedules got rearranged, that also rearranged like my third rotation, which was actually. This is bad because I'm benefiting from a pandemic, which I almost feel like weirdly unethical about. But um, <laughs> like the lab I rotated in, because the lab I was thinking about wasn't accepting students, they couldn't really do it because we had to do a part virtually. Um, this was in like June, I think, was when I did no May. I think I did this back in like May or June. Um, so still like very locked down, and a lot of research labs were still sort of out of commission. So I was trying to find someone that would let me rotate through like partly virtually. And I was talking to my uh, mentor, and she was like, "Oh, well, this other MSTP student likes this lab, and it seems kind of up your alley." And then I tried it, and I'm like, "Oh crap, this is awesome!" So <laughs> nice. And now I'm and now I'm studying ion channels and doing biophysics. So and it's super fun. Cool. Yes. Awesome. Where do you tell that seems like a lot of like, tell me more about like the projects that you're doing? <laughs> Good segue. Um, uh, well, my current project is looking at um, potassium channels in the heart. Um, there's a specific um, one called KCNQ that I'm looking at the interaction of that and a different subunit that slows it down. And basically just looking at which amino acids sort of help regulate this effect. One of my favorite things about it is I'm doing a lot of patch clamping, which if you've never heard of patch clamping, I haven't. And I want to tell you about it. If we've got time, can I tell you about it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Okay. So what you do is you, you know how we grow cells, right? We grow cells on just like a little plastic dish under some media. So what you do is you take the cell and you um, replace the media with a little ion bath and you take a glass pipette and then under the microscope, you go and rest the glass pipette on top of the cell. And then you use suction to like suction a little bit of the cell up into your pipette. And then you use a little bit more suction to break off a tiny piece of that cell so that your pipette has access to the inside of the cell. And then you run voltages through the cell and then you measure the current via magic that I still don't really understand, even though I'm learning about it. So. That's pretty cool. <laughs> the size, what's like the size of a cardiac cell, like as opposed to a neuron? Is this because I know like patch clamping for neurons, but. Yeah, I don't patch clamp either of those actually. I patch clamp little like hex cells, which are like little embryonic kidney cells. Um, I believe neuron. Now, okay, if anyone wants to write in and tell me, I don't, because I'm not a thousand percent sure, but I believe that like cardiomyocytes are larger than the hex cells I use, and then neurons are larger than the cardiomyocytes, kind of depending on how they grow on plates, which I'm not a thousand percent sure of. So these are like little baby cells. And two, little is baby this, cells. this for like, what are like the Romano ward, like those type of long QT? Is that yeah. like the goal? Yeah, like this particular one has been implicated both in long QT and in um, not Gerval Lange Nielsen, but uh, another one that I'm forgetting. Oh, it is Gerval Lange Nielsen. Sorry. Yeah, Gerval Lange Nielsen. Yeah. Wow. That was the scienciest we've gotten in a long time. <laughs> Basic science is like so. There's just like it's like magic behind it. Clinical research is like poke. Do you feel that? Do you feel that? Okay, you don't feel it there. It's definitely not. Science. I'm not about to assault any clinical researchers here. I just uh, like basic science research because I don't like stats. I'm not good at it, and population statistics give me a headache. So I just want I want to poke proteins and see what they do, and that's my whole research. And I'm I'm very that's happy awesome. with it. <laughs> I, uh, I, my life is more akin to the basic science, but with in the, you know what? Never mind. 
I was no, 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 don't, no, no, don't silence yourself. Finish your joke. I, 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 no, it was sort of one of those things where I hoped to get to a joke by the time I was done, and then I was like, well, that's not going to work. This is all getting cut out. Now you have to leave it in. Now no. you have to leave that. Now in. you have to leave it in. Sahana, Ananya, yes. tell us about the art show that you're putting that you're helping to put together. Oh yeah. Okay. All you. All you. <laughs> Um, so Ananya and I work, uh, on the appendix art journal, which shout out and plug to any listeners, the appendix.org. It's a online digital art publication. And we're working with a couple MSTP, uh, students, Akansha Jane and Sunny Huang, um, to put together an art show in March. Yeah. The first weekend of March. Um, so we're going to have submissions from any healthcare professional students like in the area who want to submit their art um, and display it. And we're hoping to have um, like an open mic and any um, like readings if pe- people have like poetry or writing and like sell prints. And we're going to uh, do it all for a local charity called United Action for Youth um, that does a lot of work with LGBTQ youth and just youth in the area in general. Nice. It's going to be awesome. really fun. If you, I mean, I guess like if you are a student that like has already submitted to the appendix and you are interested, um, we'll be putting out a form from which to submit like on the website. But um, if you uh, don't go here and you still would like your art displayed um, or, you know, whatever, uh, feel free to shoot us a message or feel free to still fill out that form and um, submit your work. So, where where will they find that form though? Is that form available right now? It will be available very shortly within, let's just say, oh, by the time this comes out, yes, it'll be okay. available on the So look in the show notes at the shortcoat.com uh, in this episode yeah. show notes and you'll find a link there. It'll be fun. I can't wait. It'll be exciting. Yeah. yeah. Really uh, fingers crossed on this vaccine to make this happen. Yeah. Yeah. That would, <laughs> that would help if we could actually get together to do it, but. Yeah. Yeah. But that's such a cool project. I was really excited when I first got the email notification that that was happening. That's such a cool little thing. It was a conscience honey that like made it happen. It was like their brainchild. And yeah, yeah. they really got it off the ground. We've got a listener voicemail to consider this week. Uh, this anonymous caller, I'll call him uh, Victor Von State School, left us a message <laughs> at 347-SHORT-CT. Victor, take it away. Hey, y'all. Uh, long-time listener, current med school applicant. I've always wanted to call in with a question, but has never really aligned with any of the recent discussions on the podcast. But in light of the recent talks about you know prestige of medical school, venturing off from your hometown, experiencing new cultures and whatnot, uh, I wanted to add monetary concerns to the discussion because all three are kind of intertwined in, you know, the decisions I'm making right now. I recently got accepted to my local state school. It's not yeah. prestigious at all. You know, it's on the lower end of all rankings. There's really nothing special about it that just draws me in other than that. It's very cheap, close to home, and, well, at the end of the day, give me the degree I'm wanting and, you know, put me in that position. Um, they also do merit-based aid, too, and I have pretty high stats nationally 
and it's going to be half to a third of the price of the other private or public out-of-state schools that have been accepted to and hopefully um, might be accepted in the future, you know, before any scholarships. And overall, I really want to move away because I've lived in the same state for 22 years, and I'd also know a third of my class if I went there, um, which is something I'm not really a fan of because I want to experience, you know, new cultures and communities, and I think there's a lot of value to that. And also, I feel like my admission aligns better elsewhere, you know, at other schools I've been accepted to um, because I'm very public health, urban, underserved community driven, and my in-state school is not really focused on that. Um, however, everyone I've spoken to from students, residents, current positions, um, they'll emphasize minimized debt. And I wanted to get y'all's feedback on how much cost played a role in deciding medical schools, because I do want to leave my home state, and I currently have the chance to, but I'm not sure if it's worth all the financial hurdles, because um, it would be, you know, double, potentially triple the cost if you include living costs and whatnot. Um, but thanks for all y'all do, and... I really just want to say how much I love, how fluid and happy all these episodes are. Thank you. Have a blessed day. Have a blessed day. day. I love that. I've no, never... okay. you have you have a blessed have day. A, you have a blessed day, Victor. <laughs> okay. Also, Victor, can I jump in before we start talking about this? You sound stressed, and I just want to let you know. Take a deep breath in <laughs> and out. Everything will be okay. It'll all be fine. Just, that was just a lot of words. You, you think, sound he, a you, think stressed, you sound stressed? So. Okay. I, I just I just know that that feeling of like everything is rushing through your brain all at once. It's like, but the, I want to look back. I get it. I have been there. Yeah. It'll be okay. So what do we what do we think about this uh, this money question? I was going to say, congrats, man! Like to yeah. not only like have yeah. accept you know have like multiple acceptances yeah. already. Like it's That's only awesome. November. Congrats yeah. to you. Like, it sounds like you like worked super hard yeah. <clears throat> through a pandemic. Good for you. Yeah, right. definitely. Challenging. Yeah. And the money question is real and was arguably, I think, the like largest factor in my decision on where to go to medical school. Um, like rankings aside, I think like you will learn essentially the same thing at like every institution, like everybody has to take the same board exams. Um, I mean, obviously there are like slight variances in between, but like it is, it's still a medical school and like, you, you know, people are still graduating and matching, um, at medical schools across the country. Um, but I think it is very real. Like when you consider like two to three times the price for, mm -hmm a pretty similar experience um for somebody like me who's like totally like funding everything through student loans mm -hmm. um that's scary you know like for example like some of the other schools i was looking at would have been at least like a hundred and sixty thousand more dollars for like a four-year experience um and for me personally i don't think that made a lot of sense and i think something that i found throughout medical school that has kind of like reassured me in that decision is like I also am like a super big city person Ananya always like harps on me when I say like I spent time in Washington DC a Sahana um, and I loved it I had like the absolute best year of my life um, but now coming back to medical school like I found myself extremely busy um, and engrossed in like med school things and volunteering and all of that business that like honestly I don't think I would have had the time to like properly enjoy life Mm -hmm. in those bigger cities um and for me like getting to go to a con you know like an edm concert like once a month um really wasn't worth like fifty thousand dollars a year especially because you wouldn't have been going right, uh, yeah. right with the pandemic exactly yeah. and i guess that's like something to consider too is mm -hmm. like in these like urban cities would you still like be able to like take full advantage of you know what they have to offer mm -hmm. but i will say so i think you had said that you got some scholarship at your school and i 
to anybody listening, I would highly encourage you have to be putting these schools against each other because I know a lot of people that like got scholarships to their state school for like X amount and straight up send an email to like these other schools if it really is important. Just like before you make any decisions, just like see how much aid they'll give you because a lot of these schools, um, especially like if you're bringing somebody to their table, like if you're interested in like disparities, if you want to serve, I think you were saying you wanted, you're interested in like uh, urban settings. Um, if you like should 100% be sending these people emails and being like, I got X amount of scholarship at this school. Like I was just wondering, like before I make my decision, if you would be willing to match that. And you would be surprised at like how many places actually will like match a scholarship that you've gotten somewhere else. Um, and he and also mentioned that- the other thing you mentioned was having good score, good stats, yeah. which I assume means yeah. scores. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something that's kind of important to some schools yeah. as well. Um, yeah, I would ask like, I, and honestly, I like, I have known of like my friends, like the application process that straight up told a school, like, I like love your school, but I just like, I can't, I can't make this decision. Like, because like another school is so much cheaper and like, just see what they say. And you have really nothing to lose. And if you want to go there, but yeah, um, to empathize, empath- emphasize <laughs> Nathan's point, uh, I a hundred percent agree that the things that you are interested and in, you really can like find them wherever you go. And I like maybe your school, your home state school is like not like in a huge urban setting or whatever, but I don't know. I mean, like we live in Iowa and um, there's like r- people that are doing like really cool, like global health like studies right here in the city, um, like in Iowa city and doing like cool projects that uh, relate to global health or minority populations or um, Spanish speaking populations right here in Iowa, which I don't know. And I think if you could do it here, you could probably do it anywhere. <laughs> Cause I, I don't know. We have like, a, we don't, I would not say we have like a huge minority population, but um, those opportunities are definitely there. I think wherever you yeah. go. And I think the other thing, and I will say um, before uh, I offer my little bit of advice. Uh, Sahana and I are both kind of in different boats in this because we have stipends that cover our tuition. So we didn't really have to consider this as much. But one thing I'll say is that um, when you're looking at these kind of decisions, um, it, trust your gut when it comes to the schools where it's like, if you really hate a particular school and you don't think you're going to be happy there, then trust yourself on that. Because even more than stats or prestige or anything like that, how you feel about a school, because you get a vibe when you're interviewing, how you feel about a school is going to be a big determinant of how successful you are. Because if you hate it there, you're not going to be as successful as you would be somewhere you enjoy. Now, if you got the vibe of like, hey, I think I would like it here at that state school. Awesome. Then trust yourself and know that you, yeah, you're going to get the degree wherever you go. But I mean, if there's a certain extent of like, you know, how much does that extra cost? Like, is it worth it for to you to avoid, you know, one school or another, depending on how much extra money it would cost? I don't know if that was coherent or not, but I tried. I think we, I think we understood. I mean, okay. I think the other thing to think about though, is that, um, yeah, you're, you're, I think you're getting, you're getting some good advice from your, uh, from the physicians and the other, and the med students, you know, um, to avoid that debt uh, to the extent possible. Um, but if it comes down to it, it's hard to argue that when you get out of med school and you get out of residency, you won't be making enough money to cover that debt. Mm-hmm. Um, it does mean that you have to make choices that you wouldn't otherwise have to make. Like if you got out of residency and you were $300,000 in debt and, um, which is not uncommon. And, um, you know, you, you would have to, you know, if you really wanted to not worry about your debt so much, you would have to, you know, adopt a tight belt, put on your tight belt and, um, and, and really think about your lifestyle and, and, 
and whether or not you would want to, you know, increase your spending, you know, get a nice car, all that kind of stuff, just because you're getting a paycheck. Um, yeah. That that covers it. Um, so you know, the, with a little planning, what I'm saying is, with a little planning, you know, you can easily, semi easily overcome that debt um, mm-hmm. once you're making a physician salary. But yeah, for a long time, it's going to be something that you worry about. And may I also, sorry, I just want to interject one thing, also just bearing in mind from like the opinions, and I'm not saying that these are not valid by any means, take the advice of people that you trust and who you talk to, but um, bear in mind that like physicians and residents and older med students are removed from that phase of their decision-making. Like they've already committed to a school, they're already know what their med school is like, and now sort of the debt that they're in is what's staring them head on. So their priorities and what they're basing that advice on is a little bit different than what you're basing your decisions on. So just kind of bear that in mind that like for them, that is much more of a looming prospect. Like the debt is a bit more of a looming prospect. So. I just wanted to uh, give, I think, a little bit maybe like a contradictory opinion to what Ethan and I were talking about before. Um, And it's hard to like go into this because you're just starting, but there is a lot of talk about like step changing that the prestige of like a medical school could uh, like be a bigger role um, in like when you're applying to residency. So it's kind of hard because you nobody knows what's happening with that. And I like wouldn't advise changing your medical school decision just based on that. But um, it is like something to consider that if you have been accepted to a school with like, that's like super prestigious right now, just considering the factors that um, like residency committees are going to have to go on, like based on when you apply, that's like one of the only like big ranking like metrics that they'll have um, aside from like step two. So uh, yeah, nobody really knows what's going to happen. So I wouldn't say like drop everything just for that reason, but it is like something to consider. I think it's hard to ignore that right now. Mm-hmm. Cost of living, like where you're going should yes. also be a big factor because, um, especially if you're someone who's going to be taking out loans, I remember them telling us like during some weekend or whatever, like if you buy like a $2 cup of coffee now and you bought a $2 cup of coffee every day for five days, that $10 because of like the ridiculous rate of student of student, um, of interest on student loans, like ends up being like $25 later. So like picking a place with like a affordable cost of living might not seem like a huge difference, but like it can mean the difference between like like thousands and thousands of dollars having to be paid back later when you're actually paying back your loans. Um, so I think, yeah, I would kind of like go off what Ananya was saying. Like, I think you can find opportunities you're looking for, like wherever you are, because like if there's a big medical center there, there's going to be those other opportunities you're looking for there as well. Yeah. I was not in the same position. I did not have the highest scores. I did not have like other prestigious schools um, in like the decision, but like the concern of like feeling stagnant in like where you're living is like so real. Like I remember having multiple like life crises of like, I really like in my heart, like did not want to go back to Iowa city. And like, I've already spent, you know, three years here. I've lived in Iowa my whole life. Like I truly like I feared that like it was like a huge like fear in my life and I want to say like that's real and like you have like all the right to feel that but I think just to like, continue to echo like wherever you are like you sound like a go-getter you sound like somebody who's like going to make the most of like any situation um yeah and so like, what Miranda said like follow your gut like yeah and, and piggybacking off of that um because I also understand that fear of like because I was also accepted to my in-state med school and I got the the fear of getting stuck there definitely especially if it's the same place you want 
went to undergrad because, you know, um, hospitals in the area will be like mining you to be like, ah, you want to stay here, don't you? And it's like, ah. Um, so you can also look at the residency outcomes and see like where people have matched and see like, all right, what percentage of your graduating class ended up staying in the state versus leaving? Because that'll also give you an indicator of like, okay, if I want to get out of the state, you know, maybe it's cheaper to go to med school here, but I still want to leave and go out and do other stuff. See how many people in the graduating class left. Because if like, you know, this is a ridiculous number, like 90% of them ended up working in state, there's probably a lot of extra pressure on them to stay in state to work. So that could be a, another factor in your decision. Well, and if you go to a state school, the, the state school, uh, usually their whole job is to keep people, is to is yeah. to make physicians for that state. That's part of their mandate. Um, so there is a little pressure to do that. I mean, ultimately you get to decide where you, yeah, where you want to apply for residency and, mm-hmm. and, um, but you know, there are good reasons to stay in state, um, versus go Definitely. elsewhere. So but it's all, it's all depends upon those, what you want. Yeah. Also like, be careful with those numbers. Cause I'm thinking like by the time, like a lot of people choose, they want to stay cause their families are here where they like get married to somebody that wants to stay here there's a variety of reasons so you could like easily be the 10 percent that leaves if you know oh, 80 out of 90 percent like want to stay you know so yeah and it varies by class as well i know i'm retracting my own point but i remember looking at like the iowa numbers and i think the like re- the graduating numbers when i entered no one stayed in iowa and that the year after that like everybody one person stayed at iowa so it also varies. Now, granted, that's like six people, but still. I think you're exaggerating those stats a little bit. I think I I am not. I promise. How could one? But, how could, <laughs> I don't remember a year where nobody nobody. No, like the MSTP specifically. Not, oh, okay, all right. Sorry, yeah, not the whole med school, but the MSTP specifically. It was like one year, no one stayed, and the next year, everyone stayed. It was very bizarre, but. Uh. That's why I said there's only like MSTPs. Yeah, MSTPs. Those numbers are a bit. (laughs) MSTPs a small sample size. Usually like six or ten people graduate every year. So. Yeah. Okay. Best of luck in your decision, dude. Like, also congrats again on like one just like having that like option and having that like decision. I know it's like you know it still is like super stressful, but like Marina said, like take a deep breath. Like, yeah, got this. You're gonna make the right choice. The ball is in your court now. You have the power here. Yeah. You're not gonna make a wrong decision. Nathan is so Worst jealous. case scenario, you become a doctor. I think that's yeah. pretty. That's, that's pretty very incredible. fair. Yeah. Nathan is so green with envy. <laughs> oh, right. I mean, to like get like money, I to like money. reduce your debt, that's huge. That's huge. A really big deal. Yeah. Staring down the barrel money. of like a huge like debt burden is, is frightening. So, congrats. Like, you worked hard, you earned it. You did. My mom is a accountant and she used to do like people's taxes a lot. And she would tell me these horror stories of people coming in and they're like mid to late forties and like still paying off their med school debt. And I was oh. like, this is horrifying, but I'm sure it happens to a lot of people. So it's I like okay. that you specified she used to do people's taxes. Like she used to do dog taxes before that. Yeah. Like, what was she? <laughs> no, well, now she does like company taxes. Oh, oh yeah. Companies exist. Yeah. Which and hopefully like not to scare. I mean, Dave was like, yeah, you do need to like, you know, maybe tighten your belt if you do take on a higher uh, debt burden. But like if you're a single person, I think you can like manage, you know, you can like attack that like pretty hard. I mean, I'm chronically single and like continuing on that trajectory. (laughs) However, it is, I think, a different story if you do have like a spouse and kids and are like purchasing a home and cars and things like that. Mm -hmm. But But actually, I think the reason that people paid that 
or they're paying off their debt into their forties is not because like they're starving every day, but rather that you're like still buying a house. You're still buying a car, right, you're still, right, like right. making purchases. You're not like, you know, like sitting in a box by yourself wearing your scrubs, going to the clinic. <laughs> you're like still like doing things, like, you know, it's like yes, a, yes, it a burden, a mental burden, yeah. but you're still like living your, and you have an income that can like right. you know, support your, you know, $2 coffee a day or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is like paying off another house though. Like it's like yeah. paying two mortgages if you have a house and yeah. school yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you trying to like pour salt on the wounds? <laughs> no, I'm just I'm just saying like <laughs> like you're making other purchases. So like yeah, it is like you're kind of paying two mortgages. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, Victor, let us know how it goes. Um, luck, I, I want to know uh, ultimately what your decision is, um, whether we helped. I, I mean, I, I feel like um, I feel like maybe we didn't help because there are there are just too many different things that you might, yeah, you know, be emphasizing. Well, other than saying, you know, it's it's all good, dude. You're gonna. You're going to kick I was going to say, at the end of the day, this is a very individual decision. We are not going to make this decision for you, and no one is going to make this decision for you. So there's only so much that people can help you. And whatever you decide, it's going to be awesome. Exactly. Ooh, I also love like the writing down method, like just, you know, like trying to you know, send yourself and just like, yes. boom, like, you know, off the top of your head, like, what are your priorities? Like one, two, three, four, five, like, what are your highest priorities until I think like physically like see like in your heart and like, what are your top priorities I think can like help guide, you know, once you have your priorities, then you can start to, I think like pro and con different schools and and tease that out. But yes. As someone with commitment issues, I 112,000% endorse this method. Wow. <laughs> there you go. I hope that helps. That's a big endorsement. Mm-hmm. Oh, you should have seen me when I was deciding on labs. It was like I had like four mental breakdowns in an hour. It was awesome. <laughs> but I also think we get a glimpse of why your understanding of stats might be a little. Uh, uh, that's fair. Yes. A little <laughs> bit of a problem. That's fair. We're back again with Dr. Michael Jerkins, president and co-founder of Panacea Financial, a financial services company he started fresh from his internal medicine pediatrics residency. Hi, Dr. Jerkins. Welcome back. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. All right. So we're going to talk about something that we always bemoan on our show, uh, which is the massive debt that medical students accrue during their education. Where, where do we start? How, how do students typically pay for medical school? So most people who borrow from medical school do that with federal loans. And I'm going to reference this recent report that came out from the Association of American Medical Colleges. They had a report October of 2020. And according to that, the most recent class of 2019, about 73% of med students graduated with education debt. And the median out of that group was about $200,000. Peanuts. Okay. Wow. (laughs) So they pay for them through federal loans. How did you pay for medical school? Is that what you did? 
That is exactly what I did. Yes, I borrowed from the federal government, who I owe about, uh, I don't know, three hundred and twenty thousand dollars to right now at the time of this recording. So, yeah, I mean, you know, when you go through medical school, you you meet with the financial aid counselor who kind of tells you what to do online. You click through a few pages and they have a uh, cost of attendance that they uh, tell you how much it's going to cost as far as medical school. And then uh, with a few clicks here and there signed papers, you are loaned a, a fairly large sum of money, which is interesting because you think about other large sums of money we borrow as a society like mortgages, and it's very regulated. You have a lot of counseling, but with medical school or undergrad for that matter, you're given a fairly sizable amount of money with, I would say, a, a little amount of counseling. Yeah. I don't want to sound doom and gloom because the evidence is pretty clear that no matter what you borrow, most people who graduate medical school and residency or training are able to pay that back eventually. So there are other non-tuition expenses medical students have to pay for and plan for. What, what are some of those for our listeners who aren't in med, med school yet? There are some other costs that happen in medical school, including you know, medical bills, like I've mentioned before for me, you know, things like life costs, so housing groceries. And then later, things like relocating for residency, you got to find a way uh, to pay for. Yeah. So how do you even pay for that and plan for that? Yeah, it's really tricky because sometimes you can't plan. And sometimes you've actually borrowed all of the amount of money that's available to you through your financial aid office. But generally speaking, what you try to do is plan for not only covering the cost, but your life expenses. But that doesn't always work and didn't always didn't work with me as a medical student for things I mentioned, I think, last week about medical bills that I had that we kind of had to pay for out of pocket and put some uh, on credit cards. So that's uh, unfortunately a thing that a lot of medical students have had to do in the past. And one reason why we started this company is to really offer a product for medical students that they couldn't get other places, which is you know, what we call this PRN loan, which they can go online and fully digital application and get money in as little as 24 hours with no cosigner and less than half the rate of a credit card. So we're really excited about that product. So, you know, you graduate with debt and at some point it probably occurs to most people to refinance that debt because maybe they'd like a lower interest rate. Is that, is that what uh, refinancing does? Yes. Yeah, so basically, refinancing means you replace an old loan with a new loan, presumably uh, a loan with better terms, like a better interest rate. Some people do that with credit cards. They have a high interest rate. They borrow and refinance that. And then sometimes people do that with their medical school debt so they can refinance at a lower rate. And that's um, one thing we're excited about at, at our company, Panacea Financial, is to offer soon a student loan refi product. And the tricky thing with med students is you graduate with a high uh, amount of debt, some companies actually won't refinance that whole amount. And one thing we're excited about is to have no maximums and uh, rates that don't fluctuate depending on your, your credit score. That sounds pretty good. What, what is uh, student loan forgiveness and how does it work? Yeah, so student loan forgiveness, there's a few programs out there. Probably the most well-known is Public Student Loan Forgiveness, or PSLF, which basically allows borrowers uh, to make 120 payments uh, while working for a qualifying employer. So generally, that's someone who's not-for-profit that engages in public health. And certain of your certain federal loans can be forgiven tax-free. So it's a, it's a fairly controversial program, but a lot of physicians enroll in. And it's one of the, the ones that 
that people need to keep keep an eye out for in the future because there may be changes coming yeah, we've, up soon. We've talked about this before on the show, and one of the concerns that we've had is that public programs often change. Sometimes they don't change for the better as the money comes and goes. And uh, public service loan forgiveness especially has had difficulties actually getting people enrolled. So it's just something to watch out for. I mean, it could be, you know, I always say it could be useful. It could be a benefit to you. But you got to dot your I's and cross your T's just to make sure that you get it right. Because there's paperwork. Absolutely. I mean, you think about the amount of money you could potentially have forgiven in this program. You should really treat it like a job. Mm -hmm. If you're enrolled in that program, making sure you're up to date on your paperwork, making sure your payments are up to date uh, on your balances. I mean, I have been known to call the PSLF folks multiple times in the same week just to make sure everything is is, is kosher. Uh, so I encourage people who are part of that prog program to be very involved. Squeaky wheel gets the grease yeah, is definitely. the saying I think of. Definitely not a set it and forget it kind of that's right. kind that's of right. issue. It's not that's not gonna work out for you real well. Nope, well, not at all. Well, next time Dr. Jerkins will get into something I think is missing from the conversation about medical school and medical student and, and resident finances lots of times, which is the financial habits that medical students should uh, cultivate and start cultivating early. Is that right? That is correct. Yep. So, in the meantime, short coats support the show by visiting Panacea Financial at panaceafinancial.com and find out how they can help you on the road to becoming a physician. Thanks very much. Thank you so much for having me. We'll talk to you next time. All righty. You guys, everyone knows that last week we tried this and uh, it didn't work because, you know, we, we, we were wearing masks and we couldn't actually do the, uh, wait, you tried the, the whisper I challenge listen to last week's episode. You tried the whisper challenge. Well, we were going one? to, and then I ranted about people not wearing masks. Oh, and then in the, I want to say, and shout I, out so to wait, people wait, wait, wait. that are actually doing what yes. they want, what they need to, because yes. you guys are great. And just because some people are being dicks about it, you guys, you guys rock. So, but I was gonna, um, you know, we were gonna. I, I ranted about this, and then I immediately went into this whisper challenge. And as I was introducing it, I was like, wait a minute, I'm, <laughs> I'm totally being a hypocrite here if I go if I go through with this. Uh, so you know. Oh. Um, anyway, everyone knows that communication is incredibly important in medicine. A physician must be efficient and careful when conveying information to his patients and his colleagues, um, as nothing will mess up uh, his or her day like confusing colostrum with colostrum. A truly competent doctor must use all the senses when communicating, so we'll hone your lip-reading skills today with the Whisper Challenge. Here's how this is going to work. I've got some phrases here, and I will throw them to one of you in the chat. That person will mute themselves, mute their microphone on Zoom, and whisper that phrase to the rest of us. Uh, and we'll see who can guess it first. Uh, whoever gets the most correct first is the winner. Does this sound, does this sound workable? You're not, okay. Also, so everybody else knows, like, the faces, like, our faces all just, like, so, like, zoomed, zoomed <laughs> really in. Really zoomed on in. Hold on. I got, a, yeah. I got a pin in Nanya's video. I'm, like, zoomed in as far as I can go. All right. Here it comes, Nanya. Ready? Ready to mute? 
Hey everyone, Future Dave here. I, I wasn't able to capture the audio of the whispering as I intended, so I'll tell you now. Ananya's phrase is, chlamydia is a delightful name for a girl. Starting, like, give us a hand signal for when you start the phrase, because I was getting confused. Okay, okay. Come on, you guys, guess. Library is a selective for your... No, okay. This is a whole oh. sentence? Yeah. Come on. Something is a... Yeah. Lip reading? No. Oh. Libya? Lip. Labia. <laughs> Labia? Wait, Labia? Labia Majora. No. Uh. <laughs> oh my God. Lip. Lorping. Lorping? Larping? Larping. No. Li Libra. No. You're a Libra? Libra. Libina. Okay. The first word is an STD. Bina? Is it STD? Yeah. Chlamydia. Oh, okay. Chlamydia is a dreadful. <laughs> Sela. Saful? Saful? Saleful? Saleful? Sinful. I'm, I'm, sinful? Sinful? I'm seeing saleful. I don't Just know kidding. what. I, <laughs> if you've ever gotten STD. It's, Synon it's a synonym for, for wonderful, maybe. Delightful? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. Your D's look a lot like S's. Chlamydia is a delightful name. Lip. Oh. Four. Four. A. A. Girl. Yeah. Oh, that's impossible. Can, oh we, can we do like exhausting? Can we do like two word type of things? <laughs> but that's not what so I long. But that's not I, what I wrote down. No. No, the sentence is very long. Chlamydia, Chlamydia is, is a delightful name for a girl. I, what is it about D's that look exact? Because I swear, all I could say I was think like, it's like, like it's, it's they're think all about, like, like flex or like oh. consonants that you can't tell like where your tongue is. Yeah. Look at Sahana, the linguist back here. All right. <laughs> talking about cool. palatal. Well, maybe that will. It's about other things in medicine that it's like pretty. Chlamydia is one for sure. Or like oh, Chevrolet. Yeah, that's not a medical term, though. Yeah. Chevrolet? Yeah, it's like a pretty, you know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I'm like putting <laughs> accents on these. Yeah, I'm like putting accents on these. Herpes. <laughs> Herpes. <laughs> Herpes. Okay. All right, Sahana, it's your turn. Okay. Put right. yourself on Let's mute. Let's try and do better. Ananya, why did you That mute? was on everyone but me. Oh, I don't know why I muted. That's fair. That's All right, fair. here we go. Sahana's phrase is take two pills and call me in the morning. Call me. Call me? Can you call me in the morning? Ooh. Done? Wait, was that no, it? No, that wasn't it. Oh, okay. Start, can you start from the beginning? Oh, okay. wait, take two pills. Talk to me in pills. the morning. Oh, shit. Pills. Take two and, pills. Wait, and, and, and call, call me in the morning. morning. Okay. Yeah. Wow, that was a lot easier. That was good. Nice. That was good. That was good. Good job, guys. Thanks. I feel okay. silly for We're like guys, getting the, the rest only, now. The reason, the only difference between the last round and my round is that I was playing this time, so that's why it was easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah <laughs> you clearly. Also, in fairness, yours didn't make any sense. Um, so, <laughs> like, at least this one was a sentence so you could get from context. They were, that was they like, were, that took a long time. They were all like two syllable or like one syllable type of like in the, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, like A yeah. to. A Maybe just Sahana's better at it, better at mouthing things. You can turn your uh, microphone. That is also a difference. It's on. Oh, okay. It is on. <laughs> or 
I'm stupid. We always <laughs> forgot that. This is always yes. consider. This is a possibility, right? All right. Uh, next up is Miranda. Awesome, love it. Okay. Here comes your phrase. Miranda's phrase is "just a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down." Just a spoonful of sugar makes the medicine go, go down. down. Just. Just. Just a spoonful of sugar makes yeah, makes it down. Yeah, <laughs> the medicine. That's goes right. Down. But wait a minute. Go down. That was masterful. Oh, but the weird. Y'all, what did y'all think of Emily Blunt in? I didn't see the it. New one? I don't see that one. Uh-huh. That's not one either. What did you think of Emily Blunt? <laughs> but I like her. Wait, I like Dave, Emily Blunt. Did you watch it, Dave? No. No. Okay. All right. Okay. Listen, well, that, never mind. All right. That bye. conversation ended really quickly. Okay. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Here's my question: When you were guessing, like Ananya's like, just a spoonful of sugar, mm-hmm. but you then you all clearly knew what the phrase was. What was going on I, there? Well, I thought you were trying to change it. I thought it was going to be something like you know fancy, like just a spoonful of sugar. Makes the makes chlamydia go better. down. It makes the chlamydia better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought it was going to be different. Yeah. Maybe maybe after writing the first one, I was like, oh, I better tone it down a little bit. I yeah. can't remember. Yeah, maybe. All right. This next one is for Mr. Nathan. Love it. Okay. That's Dr. Nathan, actually. Not yet. Uh, it's student Dr. Nathan, actually. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here it comes. Okay, the phrase I've just sent to Nathan is, I'm a doctor, not a magician. Help. I'm. I'm in the video. In and a I'm a central. Suctrin? Okay, Wait. do the whole thing once all the do way the whole- Sorry. Oh my God, I'm a suction Help, I'm in- Help, I'm help. in a dream, not a section or something? <laughs> Wait, I mean, can you, can we say like, okay, can you, can you start from I'm? I'm oh, wait, in. I'm in in a it's no. not in it's I'm a a I'm a sexual no um sexual. 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 Doctor. Sure. Se- doctor 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 okay I'm a doctor uh, not. not oh a. a magician yeah. oh, nice. oh nice damn that it Jim good the D's are hard the are they? Yeah, they yeah. look like S's. I, I swear yeah. to God. I, li- I li- was watching myself on the screen. It looked like I was like screaming. Like, <laughs> like you're eating the microphone. Dude, <laughs> <laughs> like I want to. I wanted to hear the whispering soundtrack. That we <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna have to listen to the episode, Ananya. Yeah. Wait, can we can we make one for Dave and make Dave do <gasps> yes. it? Yes, yes. Oh. You, you do okay. it. It's okay, Dave. I'm yeah, gonna mess. I'm gonna okay. message you. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love oh. this. Wait, so ec- mm, Dave, can you like pause so we can like, oh, sh- I know I, this oh, is wait, too hard yeah, to be Dave, on the spot. Take, Dave, takes your headphones off. Take your headphones so off. So we can talk about it. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah, we yeah. Talk about it. so we can yeah. talk about it. And can you plug it. your ears so you, we make sure that you can't hear yeah. us? All right. I'm going to turn down my headphones now. Okay. 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 Take your, take them off. Cause I don't trust you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Don't hear us. Uh, hear us. Okay. What if he lip reads us right now while oh, we're talking about what we're close your mouth. Don't. Okay. Okay. <laughs> we can't, we can't okay. read. Our, okay. Cover your mouth. Um, okay. There's no right. message so far. Okay. okay. Which, what should we have him say? Um, something funny. Oh, something about like, and this is MTV. Like I'm, 
I'm Dave, yeah. and this is yeah. I'm Dave, and this is MTV Cribs. Yeah. Wait, oh my wait, God! Wait, 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 wait. 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 This, this plan can... makes no sense because we know exactly what he's gonna say. Can't wait to find out what they're saying. What? About I'm me. so sorry, y'all. Like it would have to just be like one of us in cahoots with Dave. <laughs> so this is why I was like I was gonna do it, and then I didn't want to be put on the spot. But if we all know what he's gonna say. There's no point. In okay, I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna send him something. I'm gonna okay okay, okay go ahead. Okay, yeah. Oh my gosh, come back, Dave. That's so funny. Come back, come back, come, come back. back, come back, baby, come back. <laughs> come you back. can blame it all on me. Oh. Put your headphones on. Oh my god. Okay, wait. I have to send him yeah, we realize that if That's we all so come up with it together, me. there's no one. There's no point. All right, I'm back. We can't hear you. We're geniuses. You can't hear me. I can. We can hear you now. Wait, I'm gonna. Yeah, okay. and Nanya's gonna, gonna give you something. something because we realize if we come up with it all together, then no, and we all we're, know what it is, and we can't guess what you're saying. We're incredibly smart, and I really want to like, if, listeners, if you have angry emails for us because you realized when we started this whole endeavor what the flaw was, I don't want to hear it. Okay, it's been a long week. <laughs> Go. Go, it's all you. Oh yeah, I just realized what the problem with. <laughs> <laughs> So whatever, what I sent you is what you're going to say out loud now or say whispering. Right. And don't forget to mute yourself. God, we're a bunch of geniuses. This podcast is full of buffoons. Whoa, that was way too fast. Slow it down. This podcast is. This podcast. 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 Is. Is. Full. Full. Of. Full of. Baboons. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> so start from the top. This podcast start is full from... of peppers. <laughs> from the top. From the top. Make, make it, it drop. drop. It's a wet <laughs> ass podcast. <laughs> okay. This, this, podcast this podcast is full of. Is full is of. Full of. Buffoons. Buffoons. It's so funny because Dave fully thought I wrote baboons the first time. <laughs> <laughs> baboons? Did you think I wrote baboons? I did. Yeah, Aww. I knew it. I knew it. Also, can we remix uh, WAP and put that as like the intro to the show? <laughs> yes, we need it's to. It's a wet ass pocket. It's a wet ass pocket. If there's, uh, I would like to keep my job. That would be great. Aww. you're no fun. I know it's hard. <laughs> That's our show. Thank you, Sahana, Miranda, Nathan, Ananya, for chilling out with me. And what kind of hamster murderer would I be if I didn't thank you, Shortcoats, for making us a part of your week? If you're new here and you like what you heard today, subscribe to our show wherever fine podcasts are available. I remind you that your questions are vital to the show because it means it can be what you want it to be about. Uh, be like Victor and send your questions to the shortcoats at gmail.com or you leave a message at 347-SHORT-CT or you can record a voice memo on your phone and send it to the shortcoats at gmail.com. Whatever you want to do, we'll talk about it on the show. While your podcast app is open, we hope you'll be the kind of listener we're always grateful for. Give us some stars and a review to let us know if we're doing this thing right. Uh, thank you very much for that. The show is made possible by a generous donation by Carver College of Medicine, student government, and ongoing support from the Writing and Humanities program. Our music is by Dr. Vox and Catmosphere. Talk to you in one week.